0: Let's get this thing going, guys. Hey, once again, number three of Suds and Super kind of number four. Doug Glock took it, went to Vegas, successful. Going to San Diego, gonna be successful. We're here now in Tucson. So, before we get this going, cheers, boys and ladies. Let's uh thank Borderland Brewery for having us. Perfect, I didn't even sip coffee yet. Hey, the cool thing is same beer. All right, before we get going, let's welcome our panel. Uh, Quickly introduce yourselves, give me your golf course, and we'll move right along. We're going to talk about transitioning our golf courses for the 700th time.
1: Okay? Uh, Wally Dow, Ventana
2: Canyon. David Stout, La Paloma Country Club. And I'm Matt Kimball with
3: Tucson City Golf. All right, we're talking
0: transition, right? We're all stuck in it. June stinks. Um, Let's talk kind of what our plan is. Wally, what's your plan? We just played your golf course, eight of us did. It was awesome, greens were awesome. Uh, It looks kind of a little bit compared to like Phoenix right now. Um, Your ryegrass just quite isn't gonzo yet, but here it comes. Uh, What's the plan, what's the approach from here
1: moving forward? So up until this year, we would typically spray sapphire sometime in May, depending on what May looked like. We would go out with three 8-ounce saps about two to three weeks apart. And then this year, I wouldn't say it by accident, but we were just looking for some type of growth regulator in late March, April, on our teas, so we could continue to mow them twice a week instead of three times a week. So we went out the first week of April, four ounces an acre of sapphire and it gave us the result we wanted, you know, it yielded our uh, it reduced our clipping yield on the ryegrass so we could mow twice a week so we continued it on our fairways and we played around with two ounces an acre, four ounces an acre kind of bounced around and we're probably about five applications now in and the results we've seen will certainly do it again um, I was certainly skeptical of spraying that early, just the concern of taking out the ryegrass because we're resort and private. May and June are still busy months for us on the resort side, but you know, that fear is kind of removed after this year. So we'll probably continue to do the same thing next year and start around the first or second week of April, light rates of sapphire and see what it does. But it worked this year, but every year is different as we all know.
0: For sure, for sure. David, give us a little rundown of what's going on in La Paloma, because we're gonna all see it tomorrow. We're all gonna where's the comment box? Middle of the lake on number six?
2: So no water at La Paloma, so don't don't worry about that. Yeah, well this is a weird one. So so Daniel's been the superintendent at La Paloma for almost five years. My approach used to be the nuclear kill it all. You know, blaze it to the ground and and sort of, you know, recoup. So I used to nuke everything pretty much uh, Memorial Day weekend, then hit it pretty hard during airification and let the monsoon. Tucson has uh, a much stronger monsoon than the valley, but things are different. So Daniel doesn't do that. I think the approach is, it's evolving towards where Wally's at. It's, you know, and we do two of our member guests in late April and early May, so we can't. We can't nuke it. I mean, we still have a huge volume of play, uh, even you know even now in in later May. So you know Daniel's experimented with different products over the years. Kind of landed on manuscript and is is just slowing it down. You know, mainly slow down. You don't want to mow fairways four days a week, five days a week, and then let it come in because you know our irrigation is bad. It's it's old. It's 37 years old. Our distribution is bad. Our water quality. Could be better. It's not terrible, and you just never know what you're what you're going to get. So I think the slow approach early on, and understanding that Tucson, you know, it's soil temperature. We're we're going to be a little bit behind the valley. It's uh, you know those those daylight hours. It's it's understanding that at least where we're at, Bermuda may be green on Memorial Day, but it's not actively growing everywhere. It's Actively growing on a south slope that has a weak weeping, weeping foot valve, you know from ahead, but it's not You know, it's not something that it's not Palm Springs. It's not the valley So you have to be really careful with it. And I think we're at a point to where again, Someone's boister
0: dick is ready and they're, and they're good too. They're real good. And I don't like
2: hot dogs. and These yeah. things are good That's awesome. So, I mean, that's the, that's the trick, you know, we've got a new fleet of equipment that came in so we can get a little bit more aggressive with cultural practices, Daniel does more verticutting in the spring than, than I used to do, um, so I think that all yields positive results, but it's still soil moisture, it's still soil temperature, and it's still understanding, you can't, you can only aid, you can't force something to happen, so that's, you know, that's the nuts and the bolts of where we're at.
0: Daniel, I have to ask you real quick, is, uh, where are you? There you are. What's it like having a GM that used to be a superintendent? Is it much more understanding than uh, the ones that don't know, or what, you know? as you're speaking about it, and I'm thinking, yeah, right. yeah you're the only, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, mine isn't. cactus and pine's vote of GM of the year he's right
1: there okay he's right there Matt
0: what's going I, I've, on I've got to add
1: I think Daniel's being nice oh. because uh, La Paloma was David's baby so just imagine giving your child off to somebody else to raise so I think Daniel's being
3: nice that's 8 we're here to be nice Matt what's going on with you um, Very similar story, this year we tried the Sapphire and all the city golf courses. Prior to that, it was all mechanical, dry it down. Um, We got out pretty early, I think it was early, mid-April, right, the first app. Um, We went at four, made a couple apps. We made a blunder based on my decision making after the first app. Everything laid down. I thought, shit, we've won, you know, we've beat it. Oh, you can't hear. Um, so then we ran out and put a bunch of fertilizer down, so all the rye rebounded. Um, so then we went out and banged it again with the sapphire, but, um, I think we'll probably try that again. We might toy with the rate a bit, but, um, been happy with it so far.
0: Nice. The hot dogs are coming, right? They're coming. Um, if you guys have any questions at all, I'll try to get this microphone to you, um, Feel free to fire up. That's what it's really about—is kind of asking their ideas versus what we got going on. I think most of us up in the you know the valley area are kind of coming into that. We're going to go out there and kind of baby step it, start it early. Um, I've talked about it. I do mine. I did March this year. Last year I did the end of February. Um, there's a guy out on the west side up in the valley. He, I think he, the seat pops and he goes manuscript. ounces that would be Chad and let's slow it right down right no it's not that bad but yeah but he goes real early. but what we find is that that constant playing with it and you know as long as that communication keeps going you know to the GM's and they know what we're doing and obviously we got the hands on the wheel and we're not here to screw this thing up for everybody you know it's good to take those chances because I remember my first days it was as high as it whatever the label said Pour it all in there, spray it out, and it was gonzo. And you were like, "Uh uh-oh, this is bad news. Uh, Philosophies. Is your philosophy kind of the same down here? Or with this humidity, because I felt it today, you know, comparatively, it's probably, what's the humidity down here? 27%, but it's higher than five. So it was sweaty out there. Um, Does the market here kind of see or fall into what your approach is, or is it still just the battle of cons, you know, people, members, what is it, you know, this year's worse than last year. We hear that all the time, and it's like, are you kidding me? This is fucking five times better than last year.
1: Yeah, Tucson is, I mean, yeah, we're only two hours away, but it's its own devil. I mean, you can't, whatever we do to Bermuda grass in late May and June, Basically, it just flips us the bird. And when it's ready, it'll go. But it doesn't... We can push it. Our weak areas, we'll put three-quarters of pound of N on them every week starting May 1. So by the end of June, that's a lot of nitrogen.
0: Right, so when and, the humidity hits and the monsoon hits, you yeah. are... Uh, you're like... well, So do you ever change it to like, you know, last year we put out all this shit and it bit us in the ass, you know, come July when it's...
1: Yeah, we don't... We don't run into that issue that it's too much, but it's just it's one of those things that you just have to be patient, because there is such 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 a thing as doing too much. So it, it's because our mornings are still cool, the nights cool off. It's just an odd bird down here that it just sits there. and When it's ready,
0: you'll know. What are your elevations as far as you two, Paloma and Ventana?
1: So we sit about twenty six hundred
0: Okay. And Matt, you're kind of sunk down more in this hole. And what is what's the hole? 18, 19. Oh, shitter. okay. So still higher than mine, which is considered high. Maddie, what are you down, Dove? Yeah. I just cook it. No humidity. Uh, questions? Anybody? No. Thoughts? Beers? I see empty beers. Before we get into that, hey. Let's thank our sponsors for the beers, real quick. Uh, Chad Lewis, Southwest Turf Support, on your table there. Uh, on your table is kind of what his idea of helping you guys transition your grass. A little bit of high five, a little bit of Performax. Uh, get with him, talk about things that can help. I mean, I mean, I didn't just wear it. Yeah, no free Yeah, no good as a listener. And then uh, Cody with Harrells. Uh, he's got the chemicals and everything else. Thank you, boys, for helping out with the hot dogs and the beers. Um, get with those guys. Talk with them. Uh, they're here to help. And, of course, anyone is. All our sponsors for Cactus and Vine. But those guys did this one. So get in their ear today. Uh, and then Mike will sell equipment at the next one. You know. Um monsoons how bad was it here last year did you guys run into kind of the same problems at least i did i dealt with shit i never dealt with you know as far as like diseases and and actually grass growing too much doing too you know going at it and now i'm way behind my other 19 years doing this
3: No, for me uh last summer we had phrase mode del uric so we took the top seven tents off of the fairways and tees so all the rain was Phenomenal for getting that grown back in. So, um, for me, I don't know about you guys. You guys are up in the up in the foothills, but um, it was the best monsoon we'd had in four or five seasons down here. I never felt like we got too much. So,
0: I think it was the best monsoon the valley had in 30. No, I know the 80s was crazy, but this was you know a long time. You guys did it, stay pretty much. How you are all the time? Because we sit there and we look at our maps and we go, ah, Tucson's getting hammered.
2: We ain't got anything. I, I mean, it was good, no doubt about it. It helped flush, you know, quite a bit out. It was just a lot of cleanup. It was just a lot of cart path cleanup, bunker cleanup. You know, it's it's demoralizing for your team. And we've got pretty aggressive, you know, slope bunkers. So you, you got to rake them. You got to push them back up. And the staff just knows that. It's a 50% chance they're going to be doing the same bunker tomorrow morning and it might even be worse because now you've stirred that sand up but you can't let it go or you know stuff gets behind the liner et cetera, so it's just brutal you know to, to keep asking your team to do these things over and over again i mean we burned a lot of diesel mowing um, but the, you could, you can never you can never bitch at too much rain you just you just got to take it and understand that it's good for everything i mean Catalina Foothills and, and, you know, Mount Lemmon was was gorgeous last summer. You know, now it's a tinderbox, but it was gorgeous last summer.
0: Yeah. Um, what kind of rates do you guys go into the season? Did you guys change up anything there or have you over the years? You know, kind of what's the trend down here in Tucson up in the valley when I came here? Never wrote, never worked on a golf course. And all of a sudden we're scalping the shit down and we're putting close to 1,000 pounds You know, an acre up at Desert Highlands when I first started. When I left there we were at four fifty. Wink wink. I drove the lily a couple more times. It was five (laughs) fifty. All right. Seven. Whatever. You know, has that philosophy have you guys kinda followed that same trend here? And is it and is it seed price driven or agronomically driven?
1: It's interesting because until we started playing around with chemicals we reduced our rates because that's what we thought was ruining our transition. So, But now we're 1,000 pounds tees, 800 pounds fairways because we need to get it up quick, and we know we're going to take it out earlier. So I'm not overly concerned with seed rates like I was 10 years ago before these chemicals came on the market.
0: Okay, and did seed prices or anything skew you at all, or your club was, I don't care, Wally, whatever we need?
1: Yeah, we... Scaled back on areas to offset some of the costs. But at the end of the day, we need to look as good as we can for our season. I mean, they're within reason. Right, right, right. But seed rates didn't change because of seed prices.
2: David, kind of... Uh, we, we definitely cut back. <clears throat> I mean, I, I when I first started in Scottsdale 20-plus years ago, it was 1,200 pounds on tees, you know, fairways, rough. Maybe it was 750. But that was different. That That genetics behind that particular ryegrass was different and you know a thousand pounds of an old ryegrass versus a thousand pounds of new it's not gonna look the same but this stuff that we've been using lately tillers so aggressively that you know come March you 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 wish you wouldn't have done it so we we do back off I found that you know it just is not beneficial for us we get it up it looks good We, we don't use the same seed we use something a little bit different but um and a lot of that is necessity. It's there's only so many dollars available and you know, with where seed has been for a number of years, not just this year and last year, um, I, I just feel like why spend an extra fifteen thousand and I'm a hoarder. I hoard seed. We have enough to go around if there's an if there's an incident, but it just the the return on that investment wasn't there, so we did back off quite a bit.
0: And any kind of look the same like I backed off quite a bit and I went out there it looks exactly the same and it kind of looks exactly the
2: same today I mean you always have that false sense of security after that first mowing you're like yeah this looks good and then you go out two days later and you're like what happened like that second primo app you're like where did it go and I don't know if that's is a function of that but you know it always is bizarre kind of that Halloween to first week of December and then just like magic around Christmas, it's filled in. It, now it looks like a thousand pound rate. So yes. yeah, it's at least where we're at.
0: New Year's is, looks the same, you know, as every year at that point. Matt, any differences with the
3: uh, Well, over the last nine years, yeah, we toyed with rates quite a bit, but um, for us, we just went skinnier because I don't overseed rough, so the fairways just get narrower. <laughs> but we go about the same rate. So okay. I mean, literally, we do cheat it in a little bit every year. Uh, eventually, we just won't have fairways, and I'll just paint them and tell them that I overseeded them. So <laughs> I think that's
0: the, that's the future. Uh, any thoughts, questions? Anybody else got any insight on what they're doing, what they're seeing today? Uh, to Wait, can you pass that thing to him?
1: Just
3: wondering if you guys are utilizing
1: single blends or, or sorry, single varieties or blends when it comes to ryegrass? Or, or blends. Same, so. blends.
0: I did single variety last year, two years ago, on two par threes. I was the only one, including my entire crew, that could tell the difference. Um, it looks really like shit. Um, You know, that annual is this much longer than the couple little intermediate blended ones that look little and they look cute. No one knew anything, Um, but I know that what it will look like if we have to go that direction, uh, but my owners are like, no, we're not doing that yet. That doesn't mean here we come, you know, as far as what the next few years economically and as far as seed availability, were we ever going to hit that? That just happened a couple, you know, last year. Um, I think it's going to be bad again, from what I'm hearing. Um, so we're going to have to, I think, at some point, make those choices, or at least at my level, you know, as far as the mom and pop public guy, they're just going to start cutting back on things like that. Um, labor market, how's that affected you guys? Just like us? Just yeah, like the world?
1: It's rough. I mean, we were $13 an hour two years ago, and we're going to $16 an hour next month.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that starting rate in the valley, pretty much, is that 16 number, I think. And I know of places that are 20, 22, you know, part-time, um, don't have to pay any benefits or anything like that. They're doing 22 bucks an hour, and you get same, if not worse, effort out of the employee, so i'm not sure we're getting really anywhere with that you know the number just keeps going up and now there's you know a little bit of poaching here and there that you hear going on around town but it's i don't think it's a really gotten you anything better you know you're all still kind of in the same boat that's it It's all you guys want to do i knew i knew one of the smart guys would step up
4: um you know, so a lot of us are, are paying attention to what's happening with water in the state. You know, you know the, the likelihood that we enter tier three shortages is pretty good. Um, I know at Paradise Valley, we, you know, we're talking about that a lot. And, and we're looking into strategies to do what we've been doing, but save water and save cost as well. But what, what have you guys uh, looked into in, in terms of water savings? and you know maybe it's overseeding strategy maybe it's turf species maybe you know I don't know is this a topic that all of you are engaged in
1: well for us the plan we'll see if it comes happens or not is uh, a new irrigation system which hopefully we'll start this summer and go over the next 3 years cuz our system's 40 years old And then uh, lining the lakes is another big one for us because they leak like a sieve. And then really our next step after that would be a reduction in turf areas, but we're pretty limited on that. I mean, our golf courses are only 65 and 60 acres of turf as they are now, so we can't cut much more. But hopefully with the new irrigation system, I mean, we we should see significant water savings.
2: Similar. Uh, we were, uh, ironically enough, we had signed an agreement with a contractor in February of 2020 to do our irrigation. That was a six and a half million dollar job. It was a full repipe, it was everything, and we were ready to go. It was a BTG state of the art system. It was terrific. We were looking forward to it and COVID. And we both walked away from it with force majeure, and here we are in 2022 that same system will likely be nine million if if we engage, you know, and we will engage. Um, but we, we likely overwater by 15, 20, 25% in some areas because our distribution is terrible. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, when I laid that out with Bob, there are there are opportunities. So a lot of our block system, a lot of this kind of take up zones, they'll go away and we'll take a sod cutter out and we'll eliminate it. We have a little bit more area to cut back. We've got a couple poles depending on what you see tomorrow. You know, you don't need forty acre or sorry, forty yards of turf in front of a ladies tee on a par five, so we may have to get creative, but for us it's that inconstruct. He
0: yeah. He's got this snap, snap. Hook.
2: Oh boy. As wide as you can get him. Down the left. Open it up and saw it. All that's so long term, it's, it's you know, and it's unsexy money. You're burying $9 million with a copper and HDPE and PVC in the ground for potential savings. And you need a summer of 2020 where we got no rain to realize those savings. Nobody's playing your course anyway, so there is no savings. It's infrastructure. It's not, there's no return. It's a cost of doing business. So it's just the cost of this now. When I first engaged with people you know 20 years ago this was a two and a half million dollar system and it it very well could be more than nine which is nuts so if we want to be in the business uh, then we're going to have to do it and we're going to have to pass those you know costs on to our members and that's the scary part of you know it's a gamble but it needs to happen right because that's
0: obviously i mean it's everybody sees it what how we can pay for the golf, but how are we going to get there right You know, do you guys see any trend in that happening? At least this, I know it's kind of new to the season, but at my place, Fountain Hills kind of clears out. But right now, I'm seeing there's even less right now, I think, due to the other economic impacts. People gotta put food on their table, they don't wanna play golf. Uh, Private clubs are probably gonna, they're already paid in. Resort style, do you find that, David, is less are showing up on average? Now this year, because there's more expenses than other spots. Well, we're we're pretty.
2: Hang on a minute. We'll let that go by. It's going to be the opening of my podcast. Yeah. Is that. Yeah. Well, we're pretty fortunate in that we are full, um, which is good by design. So we're fortunate there. May and June are always brutal. So you factor that in you got to make a business decision with ownership with leadership to say what are we going to do you know for us it's we're going to raise dues we're 40, our dues are 40% higher than they were 4 years ago and at some point we won't be full and, and that's probably a blessing we've just got to we've got to tailor our product to our clientele which makes his job all the more difficult but uh, you know I, I think there's a market i think the more private the club is the more of a sense of home it is you'll be okay but at some point everybody has a limit and if I would have told people in this room that La Paloma was gonna be over $1,000 a month in dues, you all would have laughed. But we're at 995 and we'll likely be at least 10 to 12% higher next year. There's no way around it. If we wanna pay $16 an hour for you know, uh, maintenance and, and, and legitimate wages to assistance, they, they have to pay. It's part of the business. I mean, you can't be ashamed or apologetic about it. It's You gotta do it. <laughs>
0: Stay there. It's a good one, <laughs> okay? Matt, you'
3: find The city is flowed pretty good. or you see drops or? Um, no. Play is up. We're doing we're doing fine as far as play. Uh, trying to pay staff and cover all of the increase in expenses just across the board: fuel, fertilizer, everything. Um, we're actually negotiating with mayor and council right now to raise. Uh, rates, there's a restriction put in place by mayor and council that hasn't changed in Mark might know, um, 25 years or something, and we've been pushing against that limit for at least five years. So we've kind of maxed out on what we can make at the city courses. So um, back to the other question that we've got, four of the five city courses are 130 acres irrigated. So we have tons of room and massive opportunity to shrink that whole thing uh part of the 2018 bond initiative that was passed we have uh, close to six million dollars sitting waiting to spend dedicated to irrigation renovations at two of the properties so um again we're just waiting to pull the trigger to do all of that
0: uh quick question for you up in phoenix we're in a area where we're going to be required to cut water in the next few years. Um, are you guys in that same situation?
2: I, I have to give credit to the City of Tucson Water Department. They're in a much better situation. and you know, We're all effluent you know, and we, we don't have lakes, which is material. You're not losing that to leakage or to evaporation, but I think Tucson's in a little bit better shape. Now that could change. Um, but so far, so good. We'll see what this fifth management plan has in store. And you know, City of Tucson generally can't raise much capital through through bonds. It's usually through rate, So, at least with the water. So they're, they're raising capital through rate, which is dangerous for all of us. But um, so far, so good on availability.
0: Uh, as we stay kind of on this water thing, uh, anybody here apply for the grant money? Anybody's golf course? Have you applied for the grant money yet? Both of you have? Anybody else? Yeah, you have, right? Yeah. Gary, where are you? You can, he's gone, getting hot dogs. I know he can kind of speak on that stuff. He's trying to push for it. There's a lot of money out there. Rob, how much money is still sitting there's plenty of money yeah so if you guys are looking to and it's even moved on to you can help with these irrigation parts you know you just
4: so with regard to the grant money there um, uh, there are people getting uh, creative you know it it initially it was oriented at uh, turf acreage reduction for greater than 90 acre golf courses in our case we're a 94 acre golf course but we're doing some testing with uh, Zoysia grass and other alternatives, and we're actually going to apply for the grant, even though we're not necessarily taking out, um, you know, the exact number of acres. And the intent there is just, it's all oriented at water savings. And I think that the Office of Tourism is, I, I think that they are... Um, I think they're listening and, and they're willing to help in that regard, so that if you have ideas and you can, uh, you can put them in your grant application, it's wise to do that, it's, uh, there's a great opportunity here.
3: Yeah, for one of the properties that I've applied for, I left it separate to kind of run a test, because um, four of the five courses will qualify, old enough, enough acreage. One of them I just put in a peer plan to uh, install new rotors. And we'll see what comes back
0: yeah i've heard guys are kind of doing that same thing put it into irrigation parts get creative just really if you're not sure if you apply, you know you fall into the categories fill out the paperwork i know gary brawley because he's kind of helping me is that's one of the ones that i know get with him they'll help you go through the application we'll kind of get funny with it and see if they give us money how many how much was left last year on the table unused A lot. It was a couple hundred thousand dollars or more. Who's getting close to that thing? You getting water spilling it on there? (laughs) Uh,
1: And
2: and just a heads up, they're going to change that process. Uh, I was just informed last week that they're going to streamline the process because it is a little vague. So if you haven't applied, you know, if you want to apply, do so. But they're allegedly going to shut that down. Here in the next few days or weeks, so they can go ahead and, and relaunch it essentially. Okay.
0: Um, anybody got any questions, thoughts on transition? Let's get back to what this whole thing is, or we can talk about whatever you guys want. Transition is what got us here, but beer is what really got you here. And then we figured we'd talk about transition, and we can talk about anything in the market. I, You know, this hot tub's what's going on? Oh, you guys want to end this mingle? Hang out, eat another hot dog. It's your show. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. All right, Carmella. I don't think anybody's got wants to even talk about anything. Does anybody? Kenton, Kenton, new dad. Congratulations, Kenton. All right. Now again. Uh, you guys don't want to get into it anymore. We could beat the whole hourly thing. How are the assistants and the foreman and those guys coming up in my area? Stink. Who are you guys reaching out to to when you still hold on to the same guys you have forever?
1: I'm fortunate. I don't know why I am, but Teddy's been with me for six years. Well, nine. And then Devin, we found him out of Michigan in January. So we're solid on the assistant front. Uh, we have a crew leader position open. Um, my key or our key positions, we just have long-term employees where we're solid. It's our, you know, our revolving door we call it of 10 positions.
0: Numbers where you got where you wish to be or can be budgeted at or are you guys making do like we are with
1: yeah, percent. At, at one point, I think we had 12 laborers for 36 holes a few months ago.
0: We did comment at the guys mowing tees at one thirty Oh okay. yeah, I was yeah. like, oh man, they just must go all day long. Yeah, it's get them done when you can get them done, right?
1: Well, I mean, our assistants mow tease on some days, which that's not their job. But we saw the bananas. They, <laughs> but our key positions were fortunate. It's the revolving door that we struggle with.
0: All right, you guys, uh, oh, Jimmy. Uh, Any plans to change fertilizer, pesticide, or mower usage with rising fuel costs? Uh,
1: We really haven't reduced fertility or chemicals yet. We have tried to reduce mowing, not so much from a fuel standpoint, but from a labor standpoint.
0: I, I think would they would. those two go for me hand in hand. You know, you're getting almost. Hey, I'm saving fuel. Shit, I got no one to go on the mower.
2: I, I would least likely cut back on fuel and chemicals. I mean, if we if we don't maintain soil health, you're you're really digging yourself a very irreparable situation. Uh, I, I think we can be more judicious with fertility. You know, ask why we're doing that. I mean, we don't win a prize for mowing a lot of grass you know if it looks okay and it's actively growing I don't know you know what we're gaining by blowing things out of the ground but I don't think we'll ever cut back I think the hybrid mowers electric mowers I think they're coming and that'll be something we'll address in due time but the machinery is more efficient today than it's ever been and you know I think in time this will pass I think demand has a funny way of telling when things are too expensive and nothing will cure high prices faster than high prices, so this will correct in due time, is my view, I could be wrong. I think you're you're right, it's the only way to think
3: about it, right? I bought an electric bush mower for the landscape lawn, and then I bought an electric blower for the landscape lawn, and that's got to be saving us something. (laughs) I have an electric blower and weed
0: eater for my yard at my house, so I do know it saves something. All right, with that, guys, let's. Uh, we still got time. We can hang out. We can mingle. But I want to thank you guys for all coming down here. Here's your last chance of questions, thoughts. Introduce yourself. Say hi to everybody. Thank you guys for sitting on the panel and putting up with my nonsense in this suds and super thing, Borderlands. Thank you. Hey, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's all we got. Thanks, guys.